Welcome to CFS Podcast by Lublico, a show to discuss and accelerate the transition to a digital circular fashion system. I'm your host, Nick Hollins, Chief Communications Officer at Lublico and CFS. It's time to dress like you care. On the show today, you'll hear a CFS seminar marking the recent publication of The Care Guide. Produced by Who Cares Chronicles in partnership with Lublico, The Care Guide is a 200-plus page publication uniting international brands, initiatives, and leaders that are collectively changing the way we do, think, shop, and wear our clothes. This guide is at once an invitation, a call for action, and a love letter to the earth. It all starts with caring about the people that make our clothes, the environment we live in, and the way we nurture and regenerate our soils. Speakers for this CFS seminar, Dress Like You Care, include Nora Gerby, founder of Who Cares Chronicles, Marco Matusik, contributing editor for Vogue, Daniel Magunje, Community for Circular Fashion Summit, and Patrick Duffy, founder of Global Fashion Exchange and Swap Chain. This CFS seminar was recorded live in virtual reality on January 17th, 2021. It's part of our monthly CFS seminar series, available for all CFS community members to join live at the CFS main stage in Altspace VR. Keep an eye out for upcoming event announcements and for more information, visit circularfashionsummit.com. Thanks to our partners, Unity and Unilever for making all of this possible. Check out the description to learn more about their amazing work, how they are reaching the CFS goals, contributing together with CFS Catalyst to achieving the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals 2030. Let's kick it off with Nora Gerby. Perfect. Thank you so much for everyone here today. Um, very happy to discuss caring on a Sunday. Um, as you will see from uh, this, this photo, so, uh, the Dress Like You Care guide embedded into um, what caring means and really starting with caring for our planet. Um, the guide itself is really a declaration of love uh, to Mother Earth. And uh, I, I wanted to have, uh, in a way to access the guide, to have a fingerprint um, to, to enter the guide. So you have to use your fingerprint when you enter the guide. It's a digital guide. And... Um, I hope uh, for everyone that has been able to access it or for the ones that I haven't yet, I hope that you will enjoy the process of navigating through it. It is uh, established in two sections. So basically, it's like a once uh, opportunity for industry leaders, people that are, are a designer, a buyer, or you're sourcing products. It allows you to understand how we should navigate fashion today and how we should be more caring in the we handle things on from the professional part of, of the industry. And then also as a consumer, it allows you also to navigate the guide and understand how to become more responsible in the choices that you're making, what's your body, how you're wearing it, how you're caring for your clothes, how you're giving them a second life. The guide um, has been possible um, because it's been, it's been a labor of love and it's been possible through very key partnerships, um, starting with La Blaco, who's a provider of a significant tool in how to move forward and care for our clothes in a different way. And it's really about learning to do that. And I've been so passionate about this topic, but I've been even more inspired 
uh, by the people that are actually shaping the new industry and how they're at once being um, mentors, teachers, and also providers. And I think that's the most significant part about caring is how do you provide for your audience? How do you provide for the people that follow you? How do you provide for industry that is in a significant need change? And so how do we do that? We just kind of went through and kind of analyzed and researched uh, who was actually changing those that, that is just from the bottom up. Uh, and uh, it was it was really inspiring, as I said, and that's why today on stage we actually have people, uh, three people, mm -hmm. three significant people alongside La Black changing um, this industry. And it was, I think, inspiring set. And um, maybe perhaps we can also look at um, how they're doing that from different perspectives. So Patrick, um, who is a, a, a trailblazer in, um, in the swapping game and how to swap, and I will let him speak. Marco has been amused by me. Um, I, I never use the word influencer because I don't really understand what it means. So I always go by the fact that we should have me and inspirers so that there's a section called <laughs> muses and inspires and the guide and marco is is of course being featured in there and i highly recommend that you check his section and why he's there and daniel who is representing a whole new uh opportunity for change in the sense that we can explore creativity and be um more interested in the every aspect of what caring means from different perspectives, and I think that's what that's what you're giving us uh, the opportunity to explore, Daniel. Uh, Thank you. An opportunity to create new perspectives, and maybe you can start because uh, you and I are both um, from African origins. I'm indigenous South African, but you're also here on stage representing Africa, and, and Africa. Afri cares. That's <laughs> well started. <laughs> there's, a, there's a interesting approach again, and and clothing and and how we care for things in general. So maybe you can start giving us your perspective again. Totally. Table ways. Totally. Yeah, when you look at Africa, it's um, really a diverse um, continent, and uh, in its diversity. Um, so many practices when it comes to um, clothing. Clothing, um, clothing is just something that's uh, merely just you no know, textile, just piece of clothing. But it represents a lot of things um, to us um, as as Africans. Uh, talking about even like uh, um, the manu the manufacturing process and just how we care about clothing. Like um, for us, clothing um, like represents a lot of things. For example, when someone is getting married, um, we use clothing to, like, ex as an exchange, like, between families, like, different families can exchange clothing. Uh, as a very, very specific mm -hmm. point that he pointed out that I can also share, it is true that in African culture, uh, the exchange of clothing is a very important thing um, when you get married. And, um, and to boot, I, I might add, in, in North Africa, one of the things that is the most important when you get married um, is that the bride uh, in, in the old, uh, in the old uh, culture would have to show her wealth 
or her t- sense of style through different outfits that she would wear throughout the wedding. So she wouldn't wear just a white dress. She has about seven or eight outfits throughout the whole ceremony. So she keeps wow. on changing and she disappears and comes back almost like a sort of a fashion show made by the bride. Maybe you want to say more about this, Daniel. I'll just give the North African perspective. We kind of overdo it. <laughs> <laughs> totally yeah africa totally like clothing means um a lot of things to us like it's a way for us to show how happy we are we can maybe we can pause with daniel for a minute since we're having a little bit of difficulties marco maybe you yes. can tell us what does it feel like to be born in england and express yourself and caring through clothes what what's your perspective from a I was born in Malta, but it was an English colony at the time. And uh, I didn't wear a stitch of clothes until the age of three. So I was naked, running around everywhere because the climate's so mild. And so it wasn't mm-hmm. until three that I had to actually wear clothes. And so first, the outfit I wore, it was a running it was a gray flannel suit with a shirt and tie and no lining. And it was the scratchiest, most horrid thing I've ever worn in my life. And as a result from that first hideous experience, I'm become totally addicted to emotional clothing and clothes that have major feel appeal. And so I'm always attracted to that. Anything with that, with any, with that label that's itchy, I, it makes me so uncomfortable that I just, it ruins my day. So I know now um, how to combat that. But but in the way that we um, care for our clothes, um, I'm very emotionally attached to all the clothes I have, and half of them belonged to my father uh, that I'm constantly repairing and looking after and saving the moments when I can wear them again. And um, I care. So, very for, similar, for my... very similar. Sorry, I'm interrupting you, but very yeah. similar to what Daniel was saying about. The emotional aspect, Daniel. Can you mm. can you say more? Can we hear you again? All or right. Yeah. Still... Ho- hopefully now. Hopefully yeah. now you can hear me. <laughs> awesome. Mm. Yes. Very All well. Right. Very well. Yeah. I, just just by hearing what uh, Marco was also saying just now about uh, how he has got emotional ties to um, to his clothing. The same for us as Africans. Like. Um, Clothing means different things for us, and uh, we treasure that. Like when you're going to a wedding, for example, you get like you know an item especially made for that event. So you have a lot of tailors in Africa, and you just take your textiles, and um, they make that for you. Like uh, just give you an example, my mom um, bought an outfit. I think about um, I think almost like twenty. Uh, it's only it's, it's been like twenty years with the same outfit. Actually, that's how much people like you know treasure like items. Like you can have maybe one item, like for twenty years, and just keep on wearing it um, at different uh, different functions. So yeah, that's how much um, clothing is really um, integral to to African culture. It's something that's treasured in our culture. Mm. I think it's such a beautiful thing to say to use the word treasure. I think if we if we manage if we manage at all with this guide, and I hope that will be what we can achieve, is for people to look at their clothes like they're a treasure, so that they care for them more. Because the earth is our ultimate number one treasure, and caring for your clothes is caring for the planet. That's just a simple analogy and a very simple, simple approach to put it. But it is actually the truth and i i feel so uh empowered by this truth and i feel so empowered what you said marco because 
for me, when we created the guide, your section was one of the most soothing uh, element of the of the muse inspires because in the way that you describe clothing in the video that we linked up and the way that you collect and preserve you're almost like a curator like i feel like every piece that you have is like has been created by a museum and i think if we can invite people to be inspired by your, you as a muse to care for our clothes like we're curating a museum parts of our lives moments of our history um I don't know if you want to say a couple of words more on this, Marco, before I get on to, I'm sure, a fabulous approach to caring from Patrick. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I have had, uh, I've been approached by the Victoria and Albert Museum to archive my sketchbooks and scrapbooks from work and so on, but oh. I have kept in the back of my mind that perhaps they'll also take my wardrobe so that's another reason for being extra pristine with it and looking after it um mm -hmm. is hoping that when i no longer need it that it will i don't know uh, continue um on its yes. journey and having a wonderful life um, and it probably will, probably will, definitely will. You know, you remind me, go, go, jumping back from what Daniel said, you remind me of a dear friend of mine who's a, is a very famous photographer and artist based in New York, but he's from Nigeria. And his name is Ike Ude. And I actually was going to feature him in The God is the Muse, but I haven't, uh, but probably on the next one. And he's from Nigeria and his, he was voted actually best dressed uh, top number one best dressed person by Vanity Fair. I highly invite Amazing. everyone in the audience Ooh. to check his work, but he represents such a beautiful collection of vintage and African approach to caring for clothes. And there's definitely something, I think it's, I think it's, be, it's not a, a, a national approach and not a cultural approach. I think it's a way that you, you approach fashion and you both have this gift and so does Patrick, but Patrick approach, Please tell us how, from your perspective in the U.S., uh, going from three continents, from Africa to Europe to the to Americas, uh, although we're not representing South America, which, which we, we were today, uh, maybe on the next panel, think about that, uh, uh, La Blanco team. Uh, but yes, Patrick, maybe you want to tell us more about how to care and how we care and how you cared for your clothes in the U.S. Sure. First of all, I want to say thank you so much again for having me and being here, especially amongst such incredible luminaries. It's so wonderful to be invited. Thank you. Um, and yes, I do have to concur with Marco's elegance. And um, no, I have not been invited <laughs> to have my wardrobe be a part of any museums. So I look forward to seeing yours, hopefully, Marco. <laughs> if I'm not supposed to be soon. But no one's asked Yeah, same thing with you, Danielle. I don't to Nora, my, my dear, wonderful, elegant friends. So America, America's, um, I don't know, it's such a different place. I think we, um, you know, there are such incredible people that are in America that definitely do care. And, but I think the culture in which that we're brought up in America is different. We are, um, and, you know, I, and I don't want to speak for all 270 or 80 million people, how many people there are, but what I do know is that um, many, many uh, people and culture have been kind of um, submissioned into a fast fashion type of a culture and a, and a fast throwaway type of a culture. So, you know, going back to when I was younger, 
Um, I'm, you know, 42 now, so I kind of am a little bit pre-millennial. Um, I wasn't really brought up into this idea of having to have lots and lots and lots of stuff. It was something that I kind of, um, kind of grew into as I was, uh, you know, fast tracking into this kind of culture that became in the 80s and 90s, which became obsessed with just like the more is more type of culture. Um, and I knew at that point when I when I was kind of starting to subscribe to that something just wasn't right. Um, but that didn't mean that I stopped. I just <laughs> I kind of got addicted to it as well. And uh, <laughs> I did. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I kind of got addicted. It is addicting. And um, and then I hit this um, point, which I think many people are kind of coming to this point right now where I just amassed so much stuff and I think that speaks to um, a lot of what happens you know culturally in, in America especially right now where people are just like taking on more and more and more and, and they're not really understanding um, the ramifications of, of that um, whether it's you know for people or negative ramifications for people or for planet so um, it's so interesting and amazing that we're having this conversation now especially collectively globally uh because i think um we are you know in this place where we absolutely need to care and you do have um brands who are you know i won't name any but the perpetrators of this fast fashion type of culture who are actually not really taking it on especially um post pandemic or we're still in the pandemic especially during this pandemic to really reframe how we care and reframe how we think because i think Caring comes from thinking, right? So we have to reframe how we think about it and how we do everything. So I'm excited because I feel like in America we're really starting to to take that on, and I'm starting to see more and more mainstream, especially mainstream celebrities and mainstream um, influencers. You know, not just social media influencers, but artists and architects and museums and designers and everyday people like. You know, my me and my mom and my sister and my brother are starting to say, you know what, we should really slow this down. So there you go. It's a, it's a really good point. It's a really good point. So essentially, people in the guide are all uh, basically what I did with the guide is that I, I looked for people that were ambassadors of the caring, you know, mentality or the caring kingdom, which I feel like ultimately uh, before even and beyond talking about countries and culture i think we find people in all continents that really want to care as you said patrick so very well is that we're changing and we're seeing a movement uh, around being more responsible and i and i hope i know that a lot of people think that it's just a, a moment because of the pandemic but i feel like the pandemic is the tipping point to something that was coming anyways and i think that now we have such an opportunity uh and everyone can lead on this this is the beauty of caring is that anyone can lead on this um as, as a tidbit as and as an interesting point of view maybe you'll agree with this patrick because you're the king of swap and i'm the queen of care and there is <laughs> someone else in the guide stephanie benedetto who's the queen of raw who's changing <laughs> material for the better and i think that there is in this kingdom of care an opportunity for everyone to be a leader and be noble with the planet and 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 fellow humans. Ultimately, caring for your clothes is caring for the whole process and for ultimately from the earth that's providing us with these with this beautiful 
um, materials and and crops that allow us to create these things. But going back to you, Daniel and and Marco and Patrick, I'm all going to ask you one question. And I hope you guys can all uh, respond um, so that we can resonate all the beautiful work that you're doing on a daily basis. But Daniel, if you have to use one word um, and, and, and have an invitation, because as I can see, we have on the screen the pledge, uh, the pledge, which is again, a love letter to the earth. And, and the front page actually of the guide, just if I may go back to that, is actually a tree. Uh, you can read about it in the guide that I used to meditate uh, under uh, in New York in Central Park until it was actually um, uprooted and uh, taken off the park, probably because it was sick. And uh, the guide was also in honor of this tree that uh, representing the earth and how we have to regenerate it. More than sustainability, I like to use the word regenerate. So that's going to be the word I'm going to use going forward. What would be the word that you would use going forward, Daniel, if you want to care more or care better? Wow, um, that would, for, for me, that would actually be um, being inclusive. Inclusive. Very good. Mm -hmm. yes. yes. Yeah, in the sense yes. that uh, when we are uh, inclusive, like we care much about uh, the workers who are manufacturing for us in the in the factories. We care much about uh, our consumers, like as businesses, because like at the end of the day, like that's our community. So I feel like community and um, inclusiveness, like that would be the word that I would um, use going forward because when you are community driven like anything that you do is for the betterment for everyone be it you are a manufacturer you are caring much about the the brands that you're producing for as a brand you're caring much about the consumers you're caring much about the the people that support you so i guess um community and inclusiveness would be something that i would use uh going forward and just um building the betterment of, of our industry very good how about you marco i'm retaining those well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hashtag them after <laughs> afterwards <bro. laughs> i'm afraid you, how about you, you marco are you inspired me so much that I'm oh. all about um, sustainability for uh, mm -hmm. regeneration, regeneration because um, because it just makes complete sense and it's um, it's part of the circular wholesome world that we're on it just it's um, it's just the right word for now I um, it is uh, so yes, yeah, so I, I've I've taken your word and I've been using it quite a lot recently, yes. and um, it is an eye opener. And, yes, uh, people respond well to it. So I'm afraid I'm not going to add anything new. I'm going to continue with you, if mm -hmm. you don't mind. Yes, yes, Patrick. Uh, yes. yes, you can you can definitely be part of of the regenerative team because we're all part of it. But Patrick, the question <laughs> was. Um, going forward, what would be the word that you would use to help and 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 assist people in caring more or caring better? What would be the ultimate word that you would associate with caring at this point in time in this pandemic and in the moment that we are in with the planet? Thriving, I think, thrive to thrive. Um, and because good. I, you know, I love, of course, um, you know. Um, I of course can't use their words, <laughs> so I'll I'll stand next to them as they use theirs. And of course, use, but yeah, but thriving for me, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that, and especially what Marco was saying too before about sustainability. You know, it's not just enough to sustain; 
and he's mm -hmm. right about the regenerative practices and and the community and the inclusivity those are all important but everybody wants to thrive everybody wants to feel good everybody wants to do something where they're but that's inspiring them to continue to move forward so for me the, it, thrive encompasses inspiration thriving is like yeah girl we're doing it like let's do this you know so yeah. whether it's about talking about circularity or talking about material innovation or talking about swapping or talking about regenerating or, or supply chain everything needs to thrive in order for it to be successful so i think thrive very good so if i sum it up <laughs> yeah. um the way forward in caring is to be inclusive community driven so that we can regenerate our earth and thrive yes. that's caring that's caring <laughs> and and we have all the tools to do that and that's why this guide is fundamental because again the guide was made and produced by Who Cares in partnership with La Blaco, and we feature the tools of La Blaco, the ways of swapping with Patrick, the ways of inspiring and preserving with Marco and Daniel with a very new approach to creative processes, but it's a collective effort. So I would add one more word, maybe be unity. I feel like this word has taken on so many different forms in history, and it's been used many times mm. in many different places in many different countries, but United, I feel, united in regeneration and inclusivity and community is going to be such a way forward. I'm incredibly enthusiastic. Um, I know the times are very difficult, but I have, uh, I don't know if everyone is going through this, but I have moments of incredible moments of enthusiasm and this is one of them because i feel like we're all uh, emanating the same sense of of hope and uh drive to thrive drive to thrive in closing maybe uh we can do another round and uh in closing perhaps danielle you want to say one a few words of, of um of guidance uh, Marco and Patrick, maybe starting with Daniel, for, for from an African mm -hmm. perspective. Daniel. Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon. I, I just uh, I just re-entered. Yeah, if maybe you can re yes. rephrase so, so, the question. Yes, of course. Just in closing, uh, perhaps from from your African perspective, uh, what would you like to say to our audience so that they can thrive in in all the regenerative processes that we're trying to feature here? Absolutely. Uh, for me, that would just be treasure. Again, treasure, treasure, treasure. When you treasure, like uh, from a consumer perspective, when you treasure your clothing, you take care of your clothing, you you know when to do laundry. And um, from like uh, a brand perspective, treasure the treasure your talents. And uh, from like um, like uh, brand as well, like treasure your communities, the people that are supporting you. So I guess treasure again, yes. Hmm. Yes, Marco. Well, I've been, um, I'm, I'm very passionate about my clothes. And so initially, when I started going to my cobblers and my dry cleaners, I'd bring them fragile things and vintage things. I'd always, I'd see them roll their eyes and just think, oh, uh, why bring us this old stuff? <laughs> yeah. It's just going to fall apart. And, so, and um, I'd be very insistent that they treat my stuff like 
it's their treasure and I'd uh, turn them on to my passion and, I, and woo them to my side that they then look after my things as much as I look after them. And now I have for the, from the dry cleaners, the, the mother doing it, using organic products, hand washing, hand ironing and little sewing for me, which is fantastic. I f um, it's like having your own mother down the road. Uh, yes. And um, same, <laughs> the same with a cobbler. Um, he's, I've just given him some shoes from the 1940s. And originally, he would never have touched that. But I've opened his eyes to a new way of thinking, of, of dealing with things and cobbling. So he's now much more acceptant. And um, I've turned him on to my passion about clothes. And, and um, I would... I recommend to persist with this when you come across someone who goes, oh, no, I don't want to, it's too much work or whatever. Keep wooing them, pop in next week again, and eventually they'll be on your side and it'll make yes. your life much more easier. Yes, tell him a story <laughs> so about it. Tell him a story about the piece of clothing. <laughs> Actually, in the guide, yeah. um, we have we have several locations by cities in Milan, London, Paris, and New York where you can repair or uh, renew your your items. So we, we've selected a few people um, and a few uh, uh, seamstress and then cleaners that will, can help you with that and fixing your shoes. And um, so it's a very good point. Repairing mm. is a new luxury, apparently. I read that in an uh, article. Absolutely. Also, Nora, I wanted to say, um, I never mm -hmm. really thanked you about um, this care guy because it mm -hmm. is so beautifully done. It has and, a built oh, cool, edgy element about it. And it's educational. It's it's just the whole formula is is brilliant, and I applaud you for it. Thank yep, you, absolutely. and, and it, it's truly a, it's a teamwork. So I was I was very very lucky to be able to work, and very fortunate to be able to work with amazing passionate people like Cinq Etoiles Production in Paris, who do incredible work for Chanel and Hermès, and they were so so willing to help and you're still willing to help going forward so uh an amazing creative directing team um obviously editors and it's been it's been a wonderful experience and of course la blacko and the cfs mm -hmm. summit and patrick and but patrick mm -hmm. on to you mm -hmm. what would be your last you get the last word king of swap you, you get the last word for about well you know i just to thrive? Is that what you mean? Like the last word on thriving or yes, the last the, word on everything? Yeah, the, the last one on, on, on how going forward people can continue to. It's, it's one thing to be inspired with one word, but maybe you have a word of guidance or, or maybe some kind of an advice in a way to how to move forward with the caring approach. Yeah, gosh. Well, you know, I just um, just to give you a little bit of context. So I'm actually not. I'm in. I'm here with you on stage, but I'm in Aruba at the moment. And a little. I'll share a little story about something that happened yesterday. I was with my friend Amanda, who's also one of the catalysts for the summit, and we were on a little tour. And um, we were standing. This woman who was on kind of a tour at the place that we were. Uh, this rock, this natural rock formation that we were walking around. She got out of her, for eight, her ATV, and um, I told her, I said, "Oh, you just please be careful when you walk to the top of the rocks because um, you know some it's very slippery. It just rained, and I was looking down at her, her sandals, and I noticed that they, of course, weren't rock climbing shoes. And she said, "Oh, don't worry." She said, "Don't worry about it. I'll be fine." She said, "But these these sandals are the ones that I just wear and throw away." 
And of course, I started to cry. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I started to cry. And I was like, well, I'm not going to about um you know why she shouldn't be throwing those sandals away but what it really made me think about is that there's still so much work left to do and um in order to thrive it's important for us to keep keep pushing out uh, the communications for caring and why we need to care in so many different ways and what i realized when i was talking to the woman who happened to be from boston um was that there are so many um there's just so many people that are out there that still don't understand why and what this is all about why why we actually need to care so this the thing for me is and it kind of it really much aligns with um daniel and marco and of course you nora is to keep stepping we have to keep stepping outside of our bubble and our comfort zone because there's just so much work to do so much communication so much onboarding so much um getting people to understand you know the implications and and the ramifications again of like what happens to that flip-flop or what happens to this and what happens to that and um and to and for me i to kind of round the story out like i've been I kind of sometimes live in a bubble because it's a bubble of safety, even though I'm here like banging on about swapping and sustainability and we need it. But there's just so much that needs to be done and we need to just keep pushing, keep keep caring, keep creating community, keep going, keep regenerating and, and, and just keep thriving. So hopefully that woman one day, if I ever run into her again, will say, um, you know, that she's not throwing her stuff away anymore and that's really what i want to hear you know <laughs> so yes, i guess yes, that's it yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. That's such a, that's such a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for sharing that story <laughs> and for saying what you said. It's about getting outside of your of your bubble and your comfort zone to to do stuff. I feel like we are a generation and this this generation like you had in the 1920s and the Rory 20s. I think we are in the caring 20s. And I think mm-hmm. it's oh, it's such it. a time to clean the planet care for each other, come together, be more community driven, use the best of our forward futuristic technology, but in the best of our ancestry and, and um, the way of, of communicating and gathering that we had in Africa, for example, that I, I grew up in, in, in this mentality. And I think it's a very important one to gather like we are doing today and to share how to move forward as a group um, and as part of a community, which is the earth community, we're all in the same earth together and we have so much mm-hmm. to do. But without sounding too cliche, I believe that we open the floor to questions. Um, yes. And I'm happy to do that. I'm sure yes. there'll be so some to, questions. To ask any questions, uh, you can look on the smiley and on the smiley, there's like little hands. So maybe if you can press the hand and we'll be more than happy to answer any questions. I just had a question about how I can share the guide and I will definitely um, give you that information is that if you go to the Who Cares Chronicles um, Instagram page, it's on the bio. Uh, actually, right now we have a we have an article about Innovate to Elevate, but it is on the bio as of today. So you will have it after the speech, the, the event. You have the, the link in the bio of the Who Cares Chronicles Instagram page. And the handle is just Who Cares Chronicles. I love this. I love this Ooh. question. 
um, if I may, and what what I picked up on that, I think you have such such uh, it kind of spruced an idea, is that as you said, it's a cultural thing to care for your clothes for most of the time, and it, the fact that we're entering a community, and it's true, like when you take your clothes to a repair uh, lady or a, a, a seamstress, or you, you take your shoes to the shoemaker, you're actually reviving. First of all, you're reviving an industry because repair is underutilized today and we have a whole industry that's about to be born once we know the fact that we shouldn't be throwing our clothes but we should be repairing them so there's first of all as an economic uh, point of view is is a very viable point of view which is a job creation opportunity um, and then the second thing I think that you brought up which was very interesting is that in terms of the community part um, what tells us today that you have so many different platforms beyond Instagram and beyond TikTok. You have so many platforms about fandom and being uh, recognized from being part of the group. Maybe we can use and in the manifesto, which was the the genesis of the guide, we speak about how your clothing is a way to be recognized amongst your peers. Um, and and we've seen that in history in, in very positive ways and in very negative ways. But maybe the way forward in a caring community is to show that, oh, but look, like, uh, I'm wearing this or I've repaired that and this is this used to be my grandfather's jacket like you Marco or you know I, I tend to do every time I do a speaking engagement a physical one that we haven't done for a long time I, I very much I use a very old vintage piece that I have it was like an impeccable condition because I, I love vintage clothes and I and antique clothes to the point of like the 1920s and I wear them and I say see this item or my jacket is uh, 70 years old or 80 years old and I think that always creates a, a momentum for the audience because they understand that yes your clothes can be 80 100 years old and still beautiful and in impeccable condition if you care for them so mm. I don't know if I've answered the question and I'm going to let Marco speak on that and Daniel as well and Patrick but for me, it's like you pointing out with your question an opportunity to come together as a caring community and to express ourselves to the fact that we care for our clothes and we take we repair them. And that's that's our vibe. That's our trend. Marco, mm. I've been part of this wonderful community in London, which is the um, fashion revolution. And they do once, twice a year these uh, social get-togethers in um, sort of really urban environments and you bring a handful of repairs with you and you sit down and you join a whole bunch, 20 people from all walks of life and everyone's there with bundles of threads and patches and so on and you just get on with it and you get tips from other people, you share your knowledge of how to do things with them and it's a beautiful experience. Um, and uh, last time I went, I met so many fabulous people that were darning that one person had a sock, another person had a cardigan, I was being taught and tutored how to do something else. And learning these new skills was, for me, incredibly rewarding. And also it feels extremely modern, even though it's, re it's super old-fashioned to darn a sock. I mean, <laughs> but it just feels the right time to do it now and to do it in public and be proud of it and show it off and even to do it in a contrasting color or stitch to so you can see that the labor and workmanship that's gone into that particular sock it's taken hours to do and so celebrating mm. it with the with a contrasting color is a 
great way um, to just get on with things. And then also it uh, changes the perception of other people that look at you with your cardigan that's been darned to death and change their perception instead of going, that cardigan's been around for so long. Is it time that it's thrown away? They look at them as a new thing. Oh, God, look how many different people have worked on this. Look at the stitch of that. There's, and also everyone, when they sew, they have their own signature, their own um, style of sewing. So you see those different mm. signatures mm. on a piece. And to me, it's beautiful. It just it makes adds so much more. In fact, I think it adds huge amount of value and especially emotional value to that particular okay. piece. So mm. anyway, I definitely mm. agree that this is the way forward. We should all should get together have a cup of tea and bring our whatever that needs to be repaired. So you, <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do it alone at home in front of Netflix. You can do it with a bunch of chums. It's definitely exactly. the way forward. Mm. It's very rewarding. How about, how about you, Daniel? What's your perspective on that? Yeah, I allude uh, with everything that uh, you've both said. Um, I think going forward, uh, once people actually make the right choices in the items that they purchase, that then gives people the you know the love to want to. For example, if the item is broken, then you can patch uh, the item with you know maybe something interesting or something funky and um just also as an african like growing up would have like cobbler maybe in the different streets like uh maybe like uh, you have slopes that you've gotten maybe from your grandparents and then it's broken and um what you could just do is take the slops and then to the cobbler and then it's fixed so i think now we need to be very um mindful and conscious on each item that we purchase like knowing more about us and then once we know much about us as human beings and then i feel like it's much easier to purchase items and then treasure it for a long time yeah i think we're good well, thank you it's been a wonderful thank you panel. so much everybody for being here thank you daniel for introducing and uh, marco for being thank you always so elegant and uh, and uh, and Patrick Patrick had to leave, uh, but he oh. he th sends his regards and he was very happy to be part of the panel. In either way, we're part of the same ecosystem and the same team. Thank you, La Blaco, CFC, CFS, sorry for having us. Thank you. Great thanks to Nora Gerby from Who Cares Chronicles for hosting the first CFS seminar for 2021, and also to our esteemed speakers for this talk. Marco Matusik, Patrick Duffy, and Daniel Magunje. You can now subscribe to CFS Podcast. On this show, we'll be sharing insights and knowledge from global fashion industry leaders in design, technology, sustainability, media, and so much more. Further talks from CFS seminars are coming up soon, along with other creative content. Thanks again to our sponsors, Unity and Unilever. You can visit our website at circularfashionsummit.com. I'm Nick Hollins and see you again soon for CFS Podcast.